the way. We wanted men. Welcome to episode 125 of the Smugglers Galaxy Podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. I'm Glenn. Jason's with me there. And this week we have a very special, special guest, Mr. Jordan Gasly, to uh, continue our topic of uh, getting out of the hobby. And, you know, he's a uh, shoot. What kind of collector are do you consider? Modern you're, collector. You're modern collector. So he's going to yeah. give us. Give us a little bit of uh, advice from the modern collector, you know, non-Star Wars guy. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be but he's a major, be good advice. He's a major award winner now. He's <laughs> yes. Emerging Museum Professional of the Year in Congratulations Georgia. on that, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, stuff. Yes. <laughs> about kind about of museums. museums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you, thank you. I was I, to be fair, I was one of two recipients, so I want to give credit to to the other educator that also won the the EMP award at the Georgia Association of Museums conference, uh, which was in Cartersville last week. Uh, for all of you Star Wars slash museum enthusiasts, uh, I know that the the Venn diagram of that, <laughs> of that was <laughs> probably slim, but. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, the the annual state conference, and it kind of hops all over the place. Like last year, I think it was um, like in Tifton or something like that. And next year it'll be in Athens, but this year it was right in my museum's backyard awesome. in Cartersville, Georgia. Well, congratulations! Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Congrats. Thank you. And, you, and you've I only been it. in that job for a few months, right? Or or full time? But you were part time for a long time. Yeah, I, I was part-time since September of 21 and full-time since July of 22. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. And you guys didn't notice this, but here's my Star Wars tie-in. Uh, my tie actually had tiny Yoda heads on it. That's so, awesome. So I brought Star Wars with me to uh, accept the award. So, <laughs> hey, at least so you had a tie, man. I don't even own a tie. <laughs> when you say Star Wars tie-in, was that an intentional pun? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> It is I picked now. Up on it. <laughs> he picked up on this one, not the one we were joking about mm. earlier, but he got this one. <laughs> that I don't know what you're talking about. That was before we hit record. <laughs> so, uh, how's you guys' weeks been? Good. I, I didn't win an award. Right. So <laughs> Hold on. You you didn't win an award yet. Yet. Okay. Yet. yet. There's plenty of time. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Y'all pick anything up? I did, but let's. Uh, mm -hmm. Jordan, what'd you get? Uh, I've had a few Star Wars related pickups. What? Yeah, I know. Like it's it's so slim when I whenever I pick up anything Star Wars these days. Uh, for Christmas, one of my coworkers got me this really cool Star Wars galacting baking book. Oh, that's awesome! It's like, so uh, I was flipping through it, and there's some fun stuff. There's an indoor forest cake, which looks like a giant Swiss roll, but with uh, a. <laughs> But the, the cream in the middle is, is green instead of uh, white. I don't know. It, it's fun. And since the 40th anniversary 
Black Series for Return of the Jedi have started to hit. Uh-huh. I went ahead and pre-ordered everything that's available to pre-order. And so far, the um, the Boba Fett came in and the Admiral Akbar, which was the, that Pulse exclusive. Yeah. And uh, Jason, I texted you about this. I was unaware that the Akbar was was going to come on a hollow foil card. Yeah. So when I got, I was, I was surprised, I guess maybe I just didn't read the description thoroughly enough, but, um, but I, when I got it, I was like, Oh, what is this? Like I didn't, I just wasn't. And then I thought, cause it was the first one that I, I received. Uh, I thought that are all of them going to be like this? And then I saw the Boba Fett and I was like, Oh no, never mind. <laughs> that was for like, they released that in a convention in Europe, I believe. And so whenever they do those cons exclusives, they put, a foil back on those black series mm. vintage carded looking um, figures. Okay. And then they just made it wider available. So it's like everybody can get one if they want one. It's not like a convention exclusive where it's limited to 20,000. Now it's you know whatever. It was the only one from the star Wars wave that I'm missing is that convention exclusive that Luke Skywalker X-wing pilot. Yeah. yeah. The Boba Fett with the Kenner Deco is the same way. He's got the foil back. Okay, yeah, I skipped out on that one. Uh, that one was the San Diego yeah. exclusive. Yeah, and yeah. I knew that, that that one was going to be hard to get, so I didn't even. So I guess I'm missing both of those. But I'm, I, I would much rather have the Luke than the Boba Fett. What? I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I'm kicking myself because a few years ago we were at a convention and somebody had that Luke for like a hundred bucks. And I'd pay a hundred bucks for that Luke well, at this point. I would. Yeah. It's about a $200 figure right now, or it was mm-hmm. at the time, and I I, just, I wish I'd have picked it up. I don't want to tell you what I paid for my Boba Fett, but it is graded, so it, I paid a premium for that thing. Mm. But I just got frustrated, and it's like it was the right – you know, as Jason says, when I say F it, I always get in trouble, and that was an F it moment for me. So it was it was pretty pretty penny. Yeah, you need the, uh, the angel on your shoulder. Whenever the F it comes up, you'd be like mm. – Calm down there, Glenn. Don't do it. <laughs> but I also got a good deal for you because it had the. Oh, I got him to throw I'm not in the. I'm just saying. No, <laughs> yeah, I know. But then I got him to throw in the uh, the mace window or whatever you were looking for. So yeah, which I've seen a billion times at Walmart's now. So yeah, that and I'm not complaining. The, I'm just saying. Right. Well, it was yeah. But I got uh, the Darth Maul from the Clone Wars Black Series that came in the mail. My pre order. Nice. The pre order for the. Grand Inquisitor from Obi Wan, mm-hmm. Black Series, Ayla Secura, a Magistrate Grief Karga, which I think is from the second season of The Mandalorian, and and then I too got my 40th anniversary Return of the Jedi Boba Fett. Gotcha. Yeah, I keep seeing that Boba Fett on shelves, and I just can't spend the thirty three dollars on it. So I'm waiting for that one to go on clearance, like everybody is, which is yeah. killing the toy industry. But you know, hey. It's going to save you money. It's going to save you money. Um, I'm yeah. I'm surprised the amount of those that I've seen on store shelves. Yeah, I, I like I said last week. I think what they're thirty four dollars, and I think people are just don't want to pay that for it. Yeah. Well, I because it's just a repack of the the other Re- Return of the Jedi Boba Fett that came out like what at the end of twenty twenty, beginning of twenty twenty one, or was it the end of twenty nineteen, beginning of twenty? I can't. I can't. I can't yeah specifically remember but it was it was that $30 deluxe Boba Fett and I think it's funny because I know a lot of people are like some of the toy hunting channels that I watch 
they're like, oh, that's not worth 30 bucks. And I, I think it's deceiving because it's not in the deluxe box. It's still the deluxe figure with all the, the accessories yeah. just packed differently. So you can get that vintage card. And I was like, it's, it's the same thing. I, I, I don't know. I thought that that was a weird thing that some people were kind of had an issue with. I'm like, it, you're only, it's only on a different card, but right. Yeah, I? I also, I also think that there's uh, some fatigue with Boba Fett in the hobby. Definitely. I agree. I agree. Bro is releasing one Boba Fett every year. It's the mm-hmm. same mold and they're charging an arm and a leg for it. Right. Right. You guys were talking about that the last episode. Yeah. We'll continue it a little bit, but just seeing it <laughs> on the store shelves, I think that's playing into that. Whole yeah, I definitely, I feel mm-hmm. that, um, no, excuse me. But uh, anyway, what I got this week is uh, I had to pick up some stuff from Amazon, which there again, it's always dangerous when you're looking browsing Amazon. But I think because um, they used Playmobil had a bunch of their stuff on sale. So they had a advent calendar that I think they moved to just the normal packaging, which was like the, the 819, was it 2005, the future like uh, hoverboard fight or hoverboard scene. Yeah, yeah. They had mm-hmm. that for like 20 bucks. So I picked that up to go along with my Back to the Future Playmobil stuff. <laughs> and then Mandy was looking on one of her sites. I guess it was Macari or whatever. But she goes, hey, look, this Chewy, ceramic Chewy. So she picked that up for like half price, half of what those suckers are going for. And that came in yesterday and it looks amazing. So all I'm lacking is the Leia, I think. I think there's some more. I think there's a Leia and a C-3PO that I'm missing. But. There's all kinds of fun bootleg, like the bootleg ceramic, make your own ceramic stuff. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And I love it because it came with like the guy's name and a date on it and everything. So I don't remember what it was, but I think it was like 80 something. So these bootleg ceramics is just some pottery guy making their own ET and then just selling them. Is that what that is? A bootleg ceramic? Well, that. Kinda. There was a company that made molds, and a lot of people bought the molds and then made the ceramics themselves. Oh, okay. So you'd go to like a paint. So like we're doing the paint night. They were doing that with ceramics back Got in it. the day. Got it. So there's Roger. I think, yep, Roger, Roger. So that's uh, where they come from. So it's kind of cool. And there again, because my granny did ceramics, I kind of got a tie. It's a got a soft spot. So yeah. That was my exciting week, and I got new floors and new windows. Yeah, you're in the house. <laughs> well, I'm technically in the house. I yeah. probably shouldn't be, but now we have floors down so I can walk around uh, and actually like in- semi-enjoy my house. But mm-hmm. they're supposed to be painting, and and uh, I-, I think they're going to paint next week. So we'll see what happens. Windows are in, so you're good. You're getting there. It's going, man. I told uh, we're, and then we're going to be in, in New Orleans next weekend, so I get to get away from this for a few days. And I'm, I'll be really surprised if it's not almost finished by the time we get back. I'm, I'm not jealous at all that you're going to be in New Orleans. Dude, you need to like plan a trip with us. I would love to. Um, whenever we were texting back and forth, the uh, was like a week ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, you're going to be in New Orleans? Any, any chance you're doing a Rouse's run on the way home? <laughs> Just for you, Jordan. And I so, was typing. I, I was typing. And I'm like, you know, there's better king cakes. And Mandy's like, stop it. Listen, I know there's better king cakes, but there's just something about like the nostalgic hit of a Rouse's king cake. Right. Right. Like there's tons of gourmet king cakes out there. Yeah. But like the I don't I don't have memories of going and getting those. I have memories of going to Rouse's and getting or even Kanata's Mm -hmm. back for this very specific South Louisiana location (laughs) for for this uh, for this bit. 
Um, <laughs> but I realized because you said you originally thought you were going to be gone this week, but you're going to be gone next week. So I'm going to be gone next week as well. Uh-huh. So now I'm wondering. Um, now I'm wondering if if coming if we're we're both coming back from our trips will coincide with one another because I don't want you to have to hold on to that king cake for longer <laughs> than you need to. It might yeah. not last. You might eat it all. Yeah. Right. I'll throw it in the freezer if you're not, you know, fair. It'll be a minute. But it's a Rouse's king cake. And Mandy's like, you know, there's a Rouse's in downtown New Orleans. I'm like, I am not walking through downtown New Orleans with a Rouse's king cake. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. If, it, <laughs> I, if it's if it's a like a chore, don't no, don't bother. A, like, no, no, no. Coming back home when because we, we, we plan on going back to my hometown. So there's one we'll pass just for you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. If it was anybody else, I'd be like, no, you're getting a gourmet king cake. But since you want to rouse his Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We're boring Jason so much. He's like, freak, what's a king cake? I'm like, yeah, I know what a king cake is. It's Jason, got a plastic baby in it. Yes. Just doesn't know the. Uh... That's the best thing. It's like, dude, growing up in the <laughs> 80s, you knew there was an effing baby in that thing. Nowadays, they're like, 10 warning labels on it and they put the mm-hmm. baby on the outside of the cake it's like dude these kids don't know what they're growing up what what they're missing man you you I, knew there was a baby in it and you the know the danger it, of eating a cake and possibly choking on it these <clears> kids <throat> don't know what they're missing <laughs> what's exactly. really funny is uh i remember growing up at school though because we would get the week off for mardi gras and ash wednesday uh-huh. um and growing up the friday before we had mardi gras break uh, we would get the, the dessert for lunch would be king cake. And then one of the lunch ladies would dress up in Mardi Gras uh, regalia. And then various pieces had babies. So if somebody, if one of the school children got the baby, they got, would give out a prize. It was just like, she was, she was dressed up like a Mardi Gras jester. <laughs> but then like looking back, we're like, why did we put that in kids dessert? <laughs> 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 Because it was the 80s, man. You rode a bike without a helmet, and if you scraped your knee, you rubbed dirt in it, and you kept going. Yep. Yeah, I had a completely different experience growing up in uh, school. <laughs> that never happened. I mean, we thought it was cool when we'd get McDonald's for lunch. You would order ahead, and they would have you know three cheeseburgers or whatever for you, but no, we didn't have anyone dress up as a jester and bring a king cake. Dude, Mardi Gras is a different time in, yeah. in New Orleans, man. It is. They, everything stops for three or four days. Although mm-hmm. in upstate New York, St. Patrick's Day is huge, where there's a huge parade. They paint the the street green. Well, they put a green stripe down the middle of the mm-hmm. street, I should say. And then they have uh, a truckload of green beer that comes in, and people just get drunk downtown Syracuse. See, that's Mardi Gras, dude. You just got to put the yellow the and purple in, school in, there. in any way. <laughs> the teachers didn't dress up as a leprechaun or anything like that, but that, that'd be the equivalent for them. Right. Like, I know that uh, St. Patrick's Day is big in Savannah. There's like yeah. a big parade. I've never been, but I've heard stories. There's one light in upstate, in Syracuse, where the light is upside down, so the green is on top, because it's the Irish area of mm. Syracuse. But anyways. How many wrecks happen at that light because the green's on top? No, I don't. Not many. I mean, okay. it's still a functioning light. You just know the green's on top. The green's on top. That's interesting. Moving on. Can we talk about news? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about news. Did you guys watch Bad Batch? I did. I'm two episodes behind. 
I apologize. You can spoil <sighs> no. it for me if you want to. All right, we will. It's, it's not. It's not There's... anything that was major spoilers in this episode. No, it, it, they had a lot of I think fan service in this episode, which was cool. Uh, it also stinks because I'm watching it on my phone because of my situation. <laughs> I'm on it, yeah. <laughs> so you you can't see all the fan service that's in it. But it was a good episode. I uh, saw some of the writing happening behind the scenes because if you rewatch the beginning of the episode, uh-huh. it is the quickest setup ever. Like they, it was so lazy. It was like I have a mission, and then the Bad Batch is like, "We don't want to do it." And Pearl, Pearl, Rita, what is it, Rita Perlman? I was like, you're doing it. And they're like, okay, we're doing it. Right. Like it was that lazy of a setup. Right. And then when they were like, oh, the Hunter and Tech are on another, was it Tech? Oh. No. Was, uh, Tech Hunter, is which, the one that ended up driving. Okay. Which one's Hunter. the one that has the fives? Is it five? Fives? I guess it is it fives, the one that has all the computer stuff in them? I think so. Echo. Yeah. Echo. Is it, it's Echo. It's, it's Echo. Yeah. Because fives doesn't sound as good as no. Echo. So him and yeah, so I was like, part of me was like, man, they, they're going on stuff that we don't see. And then I was like, ah, we probably don't want to see it anyway. I thought I liked the episode. It reminded me of episode one, you know, the whole pod racing thing. The riot racing is kind of cool. It's like a more violent version of pod racing. Yeah. And I like how tech used his science and stuff rather than the force. So I thought that was cool. I just. The trope stood out to me like when someone offers you double or nothing in a bet in TV, it's like every time someone has to take it. Okay, right. let's do it. Not I double dog any- dare you. Yeah, it's like uh, maybe we'll just collect what I am owed and I don't need a double or nothing and risk things like I don't know. But it was a good episode. It was fun. Yeah, I, I, I like. Yeah, like I said, all the callbacks were there. You know, they even had the C-3PO with the. A droid head on, so that was kind Protocol of funny. Droid, yeah. Protocol droid with the the dro- no with the battle the droid head, battle droid body. Yeah, no, no reverse. Was it the other way? Other way. C three PO body, protocol body with battle battle droid head. Got it. Yeah, I only watched it once. Yeah, me too. It was it was you know like I said it was a good a good episode, but where are we filler. going? Where are we huh? going? Yeah, Where are we it, going it is. It's show? like, come on, let's let's go. You know, I, I understand there's like what either 18 or 22 episodes, so there's got to be some filler in there somewhere. But let's, let's get on, man. Let, let's see a Hera or something. Once this episode got rolling, I had fun with it. Yeah, it was a fun episode. It just is fun Star Wars. And if, yeah. if they're going to give us fun Star Wars. All right. Awesome. So can can I offer um, uh, a counter argument? Yeah, sure. I. Again, I'm I'm two episodes behind, but I know that like a lot of the criticism with the first season was is like, well, it didn't really go anywhere. Like, you, you know, they kind of dragged out the whole crosshairs and the rest of the team dynamic. And I know a lot of people were just kind of disappointed overall. But if I'm remembering correctly, that first season of Clone Wars was the same way. That first season and a half was just so slow. And then about halfway through the second season, it really kicked in. Yeah. So Maybe this is just, you know, Filoni taking and copying, pasting that template where he's got, he, obviously he's going to have to have a long-term plans. Like I trust Filoni because look at all the other Star Wars he's given us that has been fantastic. Right. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm always more in the wait and see camp and maybe it'll pay off and maybe it won't, you know, maybe that'll come back and bite me in the end. But I've always, I don't know, like, I guess whenever I'm watching it, I'm always like patience, young Jordan. Well, and I think that's sort of what we've learned, uh, you know, and Andor reinforced that, you know, let's just watch it, shut up and watch it because it's going to go somewhere. 
And then you're going to be like, holy crap, when everything comes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking, you know, if you start off and it's it's a fun ride, it's a fun journey, it really doesn't matter where you end up. But if it's just right. feeling like filler and work to get to that ending, uh, I get a little frustrated with it, I guess. And I just want to see some sort of conclusion, and especially nowadays with the it's not episode it's episodic but at the same time they're telling a story throughout the entire season mm-hmm. and so just give me a taste of what that story is i guess is what i'm frustrated with i'm wondering if it's there you just don't know it's there like yeah. i wonder if it's something that's subtle where maybe you'll see something interesting in one episode and be like oh that's kind of maybe slightly out of place and then you know eight episodes down the line you'll you'll start to see oh no that was there for a reason oh that was there because of this so on and so forth i think marvel's doing exactly what i want you know you get a little bit of shang chi but that's a complete story in itself and Mm -hmm. i know you can't do that with an episode like a 30 minute episode 24 minute but when it relates to the larger story i guess some of the hieroglyphics in eternals and shang chi and there's another movie or maybe it was loki it all ties back to Kang's language. Right, right, right. And so you're getting the little pieces and you don't know that you're getting the pieces. You're just like, why am I watching the Shang-Chi and how does it relate to everything else? You don't even realize that there's a small little Easter egg. So like mm-hmm. you're saying, maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're just killing time because Glenn stepped away from the microphone. He stepped away from the microphone and he went upstairs, but then I just saw him yeah. run from someone. <laughs> oh, a Scooby-Doo we... episode. You're going to see him on the left or walk out from the closet. I wonder if uh, we should put like the Scooby Doo chase music, probably, or maybe Ben uh, Hill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny story, uh, and this is actually on one of my one of my vlogs way back before I started doing the toy hunt stuff. Um, <clears throat> before I took the job at the museum, I was working at a record store, and we would have this thing twice a year called Record Store Day. So it was yeah. basically a day to. Uh, celebrate independent record stores and they would get these very short run exclusive pressings and there would be tons of record collectors just lined up waiting to come in and then one year uh, i set up my camera uh in the in the corner facing the door and then i had the the bidding hill music thing (laughs) (laughs) queued up on this on the house record or the cd player yeah and the second i opened the door my coworker hit the play and everybody ran in <laughs> yeah, was, and i think i think one person got like really mad was like oh you had to play this music i was like yeah dude look you just yeah. ran in here trying to get an exclusive and you push somebody out of the way calm down it's just a I record record store day is like black friday like that many people line up and they there's the- it's funny because there is one of the record store days is black friday mm. yeah so there's there's one in april and there's one on black friday yeah yeah when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And then uh, going back to Star Wars Mandalorian Season 3 trailer dropped, which I thought was phenomenal. That was good. I liked it a lot. I, I, I can't wait to see that many Mandos on screen, man. That's going to yeah. be freaking crazy. And then also while I'm watching it and seeing all the Mandos, I'm like, damn you, Hasbro, you're just going to do all kinds of freaking repaints. <laughs> as long as for army builder stuff like that, I don't really mind it. Uh, I, I The stuff I I mind are like the cash grab stuff that we always talk about, like the, the credit collection stuff. But mm-hmm. right. like the the I don't mind the Walgreens exclusives where I'm getting a clone trooper with a different paint job just because I, I one, I like the clone troopers and two, I think the co- the colors look cool. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I don't mind them if it's, you know, army builder Mandos or army builder clones. Cause I just, I think that that's just purposefully there so I can have that, that much of a bigger army. Right. Well, but I, do, I don't like the jumping through hoops to find one though. That's right. That well, then I'm also I know we'll get back to the to the, the thing in a second, but I'm also thinking I'm like, man, you know, they did the thing with the death troopers. They did the thing with the with the rebel troopers. They did the thing with the the TVC uh, stormtroopers. I'm like, they could do that with a Mando and that would look mm-hmm. incredible. Sign me mm-hmm. up for that. Yeah. But that trailer did look really I, it wouldn't surprise me if everything we saw in the trailer was only within like 10 minutes of one episode. Yeah. Because it. it they've been pulling that move at least with marvel they've been doing that a lot i can't remember an instance where they've maybe done that with the they promised Star that book of boba fett but it turned out not to be true <clears throat> yeah that's right i do remember that now okay but i mean I've, i'd also think it's stuff we've kind of seen before hasn't it or is it it is it all kind of is it is there any new stuff in it yeah they kind of hinted as to what the mandalorian's mission is if you will for this episode or for the season and it mm-hmm. sounded like he's building up the Mandalorians and getting them back on track because they were devastated when the empire came along. Yeah. They're, that does sound like that's what they're doing. They're and they go do it, do it. This people have complained that we step on each other and then we're like, sorry, buddy. Shut no. up, Glenn. I'm talking. <laughs> you shut up. You sit back down. Fine. I will <laughs> put your pants on Jason. Jesus. Put the knife away. Stop stabbing me. Um, Wow, that just took me out of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hinting. so the Mandalorians were devastated by the Empire because they were a major threat for the Empire. I think they're kind of like Spartans. They're ultimate warriors. They're uh, like a real challenge to the Empire. So the Empire did everything they could to devastate them and break them up. And now it's coming back together. And I thought it was the one line of dialogue that really stood out was Captain Carson Tev- Tiva, who's that X-Wing pilot. Uh-huh. You know, it looked like he was more in a... Uh, commander uniform this time around instead of an X-Wing pilot, but he said there's something dangerous happening out there, and by the time it's big enough for you to act, it'll be too late. So, by the time it's time to act, does he have like a whole Mandalorian army that he inadvertently built up for whatever threat that is? Dude, I'm... And I'm all people, for it. I'm all for it, too. And, and then people are also saying, well, are they going to tie this all into Ahsoka? And does this is this going to lead into the heir, heir to the Empire, for a lack of better terms, movie, movie yeah. moment or whatever? Yeah. And, I, I, dude, the way they're building this up and the way that they, you know, I and I I, I think it will. It, it feels that way. Or, you know, it feels like you're going to see some stuff in there that that's just going to be an incredible uh 
Incredible so, episode. Incredible so, season. So the two theories, I don't know. Um, Jordan, did you have any thoughts before I? Oh, no, no, that? no, no. Continue. Go for it. The two theories that I thought was they're talking about something dangerous happening out there. So did Thrawn come back and is he building up the Empire? So by the time the Empire is ready to strike again, heir to the Empire would be Thrawn. Um, there's this whole Mandalorian army that teams up with the New Republic to destroy that and stop that. Or does Thrawn come back from wherever they were with, with Ezra and they see that there was something more dangerous out there? And so he's building up the, the empire not to strike back against the, the new republic, but to to attack whatever this new danger is. It could go either way. I know. Truthfully. Um, no- or it could be the building of the of the uh, first order. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, well, I wonder if uh, they'll they'll tie in to give uh, Palpatine's return in Rise of Skywalker a little bit more footing. Like, did he did he? Um, I don't know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not corrupt, not corrupt, but uh, no, you're saying a lot of things right now. <laughs> what is going on? The words you're looking for. We <laughs> just want to know how Andy Circus went from the prison to being snow. <laughs> yeah. <It's> a- <laughs> I, I don't Andor. think I no. I don't. I think that that's. Uh, I don't think that that'll connect in any way. Honestly, I think that that was. Uh, some two two totally different instances for for circus, but um, they obviously left the door open because we never saw what what happened with Andy Circus. But uh, I'm I'm wondering. Uh, yes, we'll probably get that that whatever heir to the empire esque story they're going to tell in in that five years sp- or in that that in between sequel span. But I'm wondering if we'll get all of the stuff with Thrawn, but but Palpatine will still be. Pu- pulling those strings unbeknownst to Thrawn. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that way, whenever uh, it'll, it'll give uh, the surprise quote unquote surprise return of uh, Palpatine in rise of Skywalker that many years later, the footing, because the army's already there. Like, obviously he's been busy. So who, who helped well, him? Probably and, Thrawn. <laughs> now. Yeah. Cause you're right. Cause they do have like the first order ships are like hidden somewhere. So yeah, it could totally be that we just never saw Thrawn or Thrawn died before mm-hmm. something happened to Thrawn while he's building this grand army. Dude. So the, this is, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt Glenn. No, um, no, you're good. I apologize. So I think one of my favorite parts of um, the, the, the trilogies um, or the, or the Skywalker saga, if you will, is the the inter trilogy time between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, where you see uh, the the Empire gaining control and everything's changing from clones to stormtroopers, and and I want to see that transition, but with the other set of trilogies, I want to see Empire to First Order, and I, so I'm I'm yeah. wanting to see more of that, and I'm hoping it explores more of that transitional era. Yeah. Of of technologies and 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 uh, sociopolitically and et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, we could be getting that because we're getting it on the other end with Bad Batch in a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see more of the more of that in Bad Batch. So why not get it in Mandalorian? And it will enhance our future viewings of those movies because, like right. right now, as I watch the original trilogy with Obi Wan, the show and seeing Vader and how that connects the original trilogy to the prequels a lot better than the clone wars did. Cause they didn't really, 
there's nothing really to bridge, but, you know, going from Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope and Vader just existing, you know, Obi-Wan's kind of enhanced that, and you kind of see more of the depth of Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and I agree. No, no, I, and it doesn't, I know you hate when I bring up Rebels, but it always comes back to Rebels. Always comes Rebels, back. Let's go you know, there. Well, no, because Clone Wars and, you know, um, enhanced Rebels and vice versa. You know, because having watched Rebels before I watched Clone Wars, you're like, oh, that's why this is so important mm-hmm. in Rebels. And you're like, oh, that's why Ahsoka's so important. And oh, that's why the Darth Maul and Ahsoka bro- arc, you know, is important because it all comes back, you know. And and yeah. if we can get that, that would be awesome. And maybe they could help. Maybe this is a re- way for them to fix the uh, sequel trilogy and make us, you know, enjoy it better. I mean, not that they were bad movies, but when you put them together, they're bad movies. Uh, we see Jedi in the trailer. Yeah, I thought that was mm-hmm. Order sixty six. I was like, "Oh crap, Order sixty six. Then you look and not? see that it no, it's the Grogu. A flashback. It may be Order. Oh crap, it is Order sixty. Yeah, could I was be. gonna say. That's I was about to say. Yeah, example. that's what I thought it was too. Oh, okay. So, but then it, it's, it's the flashback. For Grogu. Say that again. Flashback for Grogu. Yeah, that's what I think it is. But it is Order sixty six. So shit, I was right. There were shots of the TIE Interceptor, which is the uh, TIE fighter with the pointy, you know, wings from Return of the Jedi. Those were in there. Mm-hmm. There was a shot of some sort of um, droid bar or something like that. There was a battle droid in there, mm-hmm. a working battle droid. There was Babu Frick tying yeah. it back to the sequel trilogy, or at least his species. I don't know if that was actually Babu Frick. Well, it would tie, think- yeah. I mean, and then that droid ties into him, that droid bar or whatever, because that's what he did. Yeah. Maybe that's, yeah, absolutely. And then the last shot, I guess this is the money shot, Grogu using the force to knock that bounty hunter or whatever back. That was badass. Yeah. Did you hear the speculation that the the one scene of the Mandalorians dropping out of the out of the the, the cruiser or the ship, and then you see the the city below? There's yeah. a lot of speculation that that might be Batu. Let's do it. Let's I'm go. I'm down. I'm down. Let's, Let's go. go! Bring I was already in. yeah, I was already excited to read the book with Batu in it, and then you're you're putting everything together because that that book with Vi in it that was so just good. a big advertisement. I love that for book. Bat- it was a great book. I love that a, book. It was just a big advertisement to go to Galaxy's Edge, and and, able- and it worked. It yeah. worked. It, it got me. It got it me. worked. <laughs> um. So yeah, if they could pull Batu in that, oh my god, I'd Let's lose go. my crap next time I went to Batu. It would make me want to go even more than I want to go back now. But it might uh, be Navarro because we see that other shot with the heavy Mandalorian walking around, and that mm-hmm. looked like Navarro. But then where's the the armorer? Because she's there in hiding too. Because they left, they had to leave. I don't know. But whatever. I don't know, bro. It would be cool if that. I mean, we definitely get at least. It looks like we're gonna go to Coruscant too. Because there's that yes, one shot yes. where the yeah, guy in the yeah. speeder, the doctor's the in the speeder, the scientist, and that's Coruscant. If it's not Coruscant, it's pretty damn close. No, that's Coruscant. It's just um, amazing. There's a lot to unpack in that little bitty trailer, and I I try not. To, I watched it twice, and then I try quitting because I, I I don't like getting my hopes up because it's never as good as as it. Your brain cannon is always better than what the show is. Oh, I have a list of directors, but I hate saying names because I'm just gonna mess it up. But the directors this season include um, Rick Famayuma. I'm sure I messed mm. that up, but he did a bunch of episodes from the previous seasons. Black Panther cinematographer Rachel Morrison, Minari filmmaker Lee Isaac Chung, 
Mandalorian actor Carl Weathers is coming back to direct. Nice. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is Peter Ramsey and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. So no Filoni, no Favreau. They might be off doing Ahsoka for all we know, but to see uh, Bryce Dallas Howard come back, I thought she always does great episodes. Yeah, I was about to say, like every, I, I don't think I've seen a, a bad episode from her. No. No. I mean, they're all they're all great episodes, but like I've just I've never disliked it, any any work she's put her name on. Right, yeah. they always seem to give her a key episode. Mm-hmm. We talked last week about the uh, Star Cruiser and some of the actors leaving. Mm-hmm. Another weird thing happened this week: Disney started canceling some of the low reservation days on people who have reservations. Uh, in the summer and offering them another date at a 50% discount. So it's wow. like they're closing, they're actually closing the Star Cruiser for a couple of days this summer. Interesting. That's crazy that they're giving them a 50% is... discount. I would take that to get my vacation screwed up. I I, I would too. Um, <laughs> I. That's just like, oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. I mean, that's just like the Skyliner when the Skyliner crashed and you were on it for three hours. I'd have taken that too for what they gave those people. Yeah, Fair. that was worth it. Fair. Uh, before we move on to, or after we f- wrap up this subject, and before we move on to the next, speaking of messed up vacations, I have a story for you. Okay. Yes. We'll go. I don't know if there's much more to add to that. Well, okay. No, also, also before we get before we leave, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. The they're also allowing they're also doing like major discounts for your trip, uh, before or after the Star Cruiser. So like they're giving you like hundred and fifty dollars off nights at some resorts. Oh, that's exactly crazy. Say that again. That's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, but you know, like you give. I don't know the resorts. I don't have the information sitting in front of me, but mm-hmm. it was just sort of interesting to see that that they're doing that. To, I guess to entice people to stay on property a couple of more days, mm-hmm. or to get people to go to the Star Cruiser. So, okay. anyway, go ahead, tell so, your story, Jordan. Jordan. All right. So I, I know that I've spoken to both of you about this in person the last time we were hanging out, but the the but there's been some updates because you know you guys know that. For my 40th birthday in a couple of weeks, my wife and I were going to Disneyland for the first time. We're going time. to Disneyland. Uh, that has been scrapped. Oh. Yes. So this is what happened. Uh, we we knew that a couple things were going to be closed. Like Toontown was going to be closed because they're building Mickey's Runaway Railway. And I'll tie this back into Star Wars, I promise. Um, and then there was like Small World was going to be down. And I was like, ah, whatever, okay, that's fine. Like, I I can deal with not seeing the original Small World, even though I did kind of want to see it. Uh, then I saw that the Indiana Jones ride is going to be down for refurbishment when oh. the week that we were going to go. Keep in mind, we're only going to be there for four days. We're going to be there from a Tuesday to a Saturday. So, like, maybe well, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Sat- uh, yeah, on property for four days, fly back on Sunday. Or Saturday. Um, Indiana Jones is going to be closed, which the new movie's coming out. I guess they got to refurb. I, I get it. I understand. Radiator Springs Racers was going to be closed the week we were good. Like the big one in California. Yeah. Adventure. The test track of, of California. <laughs> exactly. And then I thought, that one's still bad, but at least we have Avengers Campus. At least Avengers Campus. Uh-oh. For some reason, Web Slingers is going to be down. <laughs> and I was like, all right, so now we're at we're at Toontown. We're at Small World. 
we're at Indiana Jones, Radiator Springs Racers, and now Web Slingers, potentially Web Slingers. Then I thought to myself, as long as the original Haunted Mansion is there, and I can I can see the Hatbox Ghost in the original Haunted Mansion without the, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, as long as I get to see that, it'll make the entire trip worth it. Well, then my wife sends me an article. <laughs> saying that they were going to extend the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, the the Haunted Holiday, for uh, the month of January. And then Haunted Mansion was going to go down for a a month and a half, two months, for extensive refurbishment. And it was going to go down the day before we got there. Of course, of course. So I, I told Chelsea, my wife, I said, listen, I, it sucks because I only get one 40th birthday and it would have been fantastic to have it at Disneyland. But we're spending a thousand, a little over a thousand dollars to fly round trip to California from Atlanta. We're spending uh, you know, a little bit more of a premium because we, we had the Disneyland hotel booked uh, and we were spending a little bit more to do park hopping at the parks and I, I said, listen, I just, yes, I would love to turn 40 at Disneyland, but if we're spending all of this money and we don't know when we're going to go back after this and we're going to miss all of these key attractions, it's not worth the money. Right. And she agreed. So we ended up calling our our travel agent, um, <clears throat> who I'm going to shamelessly plug. Her name's Jillian and her travel uh, agency is Jillian, as you wish. Uh, tell her, tell her Jordan sent you. Um, we were wait, able to we'll get... bleep that out afterwards. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. No, we were able to get our deposit back because um, it, it, it was refundable, which was great because it was a $200 deposit. Yeah. What we did is right after I talked to my wife, I jumped on disney's website and i checked disney world and one of the resorts that we like to stay in we typically stay at one of the two port orleans uh resorts orleans i think uh no no it's <laughs> i'm just sorry it's port I, I can't hey. help myself sometimes go i i wish i had a follow-up joke i don't i'm sorry <laughs> um, um it's all right um we were able to book one of the royal guest rooms, which has the cool like light up ceilings and everything for it was like $60 less than what we were going to pay for the room at Disneyland. And because we weren't paying over a thousand dollars to fly round trip, we were actually we were able to take the money that we quote unquote saved and add an extra trip or add an extra day to our trip at Disneyland. So we booked that room and then we got because we booked the room and packed our or packaged our tickets together i think we saved like 500 bucks nice, nice. something like that so you, go ahead no no are you getting like because they released like a dining plan or something too didn't they like dining credits or did you get too good you of a, a deal gift card yeah okay. we've never we've never done the dining plan thing but um <clears throat> Well, you're working with a travel agent, so their job is to watch all the deals and give yeah, you whatever's Yeah, best, she'll so. tell us if she finds something interesting. But um, the but the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, yeah, it would have been cool to have to to turn 40 in Disneyland. But 
you know, I have so many friends in Orlando that it, it almost made more sense to do Disney World for an extra day and then actually have friends around to hang out and enjoy my birthday with. So, right. So unfortunately, Disney Disneyland is no longer in the cards for for us, but we are going to go down next Oh my god, that's a week from tomorrow. We're going a week from tomorrow to Disney World. That's awesome. We'll have fun. I'll uh I'll send you guys pictures of the Falcon. Yeah. Well, hey, I'll send you guys pictures. I'll I'll send you pictures of uh Jackson Square. Fair enough. <laughs> Jason, uh, what are you going to send pictures of? I was hoping you would send home a Micro Galaxy Squadron Falcon from Batu. If uh, I can, money. I can probably make that happen. All right. Uh-huh. Thank you. You're welcome. What's Anyways. different about the one at Galaxy's Edge? I haven't uh, looked. Different figures. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, so, what? Go. Okay. What the say? only other thing that I wanted to mention, this is just something I learned this week, and I thought I'd share it. It has nothing to... Well, it's, it's Star Wars related, but it's not anything I don't think people are desperate to learn. But I have a bunch of QC samples with my micro machines, and they say there's a little sticker on it. It's a green sticker. It says Galco QC, which I always wondered, what is Galco and why is it on this micro machine thing? But apparently Galco was a subsidiary of Galoob in Hong Kong, and they used that for tax reasons. Galco did a lot of the engineering, manufacturing, subcontracting, things like that in China. So I just thought that was interesting, something I learned, and I'm just passing on what I've learned. Good job. Because, you know, I, I go ahead. Go, go, no, go. I'm just living what we say at the end of the show. Anyways, moving right. on. No, no, I've got that name. That name's familiar because I think it's on my micro gal or not my whatever action fleet. Your thing action fleet I, proof mock-up yeah, thing, yeah. Mock-up thing. That name's on it. So it makes sense. That's what it is. Cool. So we're going to talk a little bit more about cost. Jordan is a modern collector, so he feels the pain and the pinch. But before we jump into that, we got a lot of conversation on her post this week about <laughs> yes. this past episode. Mm -hmm. So I First I'd of all, I want to welcome all the new listeners that because apparently we we did a great job. Apparently, apparently. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a topic that everybody wants to hear. So thank you for for you know it. it this is the fastest. This episode's been the last week's episode was crazy. So welcome all the new listeners. Yeah, I think uh, I think it touched a nerve. I think a lot of people are getting frustrated, and, and there's very little conversation around the cost. I think people are just like it's too expensive, but no one's really talking about it and analyzing it. Right. Um, Rebecca Majoros Gomez said we're buying less, most mostly because of the packaging changes. I hate taking things out of the box. Plus, prices are getting a bit out of control. Gordy Owen said I recently decided to stop collecting the Black Series. One packaging. Don't collect loose, so I no longer see what I'm collecting, which I totally get. Price is out of control. Add that many figures have to be purchased online, and shipping drives the prices uh, as well. Um, I never thought repaints. about that. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. And uh, too many repaints, repackaging. Black Series has been the main Star Wars line for years now. It saddens me to stop collecting the main line. I've always collected to to get new characters. Hasbro sucked the fun out of this line. I'm a pretty hard Star Wars fan to disappoint, but Hasbro's done the impossible. He finishes off with this tagline, I like Star Wars, but I'm not fond of Hasbro at the moment. And then your buddy, Ryan Lemkel, yeah, buddy. said something that I never really considered before anything amount to, any amount of money is too far as, as as far as I'm concerned. I think he's talking about 
you know, spending money on modern collectibles. New Star Wars stuff has no monetary value because it's made to be collected. Vintage has value because it's where all the it began. Kids actually played with their toys. Vintage all the way, all day, every day. Which which is interesting that the toys today are probably made to be collected, not to be played with. Right. Well, Jordan's, look at the power of the Force 2 stuff. I think we're going to be in the same boat in 20 years. Jordan's got a little counterpoint, I guess. No, I mean, I just, listen, we find these things on the toy aisle. They are, uh, at the end of the day, yes, we we are grown adults. We collect these things, but at the, at the heart, they're still toys. They're still meant to be played with. I mean, there's a reason why these sculptors and, and the people who are putting these figures together make them so articulated. It's so you can play with them now granted i you know i'm not gonna be a 40 year old making my toys go pew pew but i i, I buy them I, I take them out of the collector I, I play with them I, and then i put them on display but i also don't like the there's still a large number of kids that or children that play with these like glenn you said a couple of episodes ago you you found what like a, a 10 or 12 year old in the aisle uh wanting to buy some black series stuff and you you were really happy that the next generation was taking on star wars so i i i don't know i i i see the point of maybe preferring vintage because those were the figures that you grew up with and yes i agree like we did play with our toys when we were kids and i you know the marketing was very clever back in the day because if you look on the back of those cards it says collect them all get them for your collection right so you you were you were enticed to buy more um the the thing now is that because so many in the past like at one point in time star wars was the best selling toy line so millions upon millions were made so there's still plenty out there but consider all the ones that don't exist anymore more because they've just been played to, to death like maybe they were broken or maybe they were lost in a backyard somewhere um so there is a huge chunk of that uh original vintage uh figures just missing from existence which now we pay slight premiums to have because they're they were the ones that we had when we were a kid but i i don't think the heart of playability or or the fact that they're made for for children has gone away at all i just think that we we're very fortunate that we live in an era that we get to collect the stuff that we grew up with just in a newer form mm -hmm. What about cost, though? Oh, cost is awful. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, cost is terrible. I'm not. I'm not even trying to hide it. Because cost, uh, cost is the issue, right? In conclusion, mm -hmm. from last week, cost is an issue. Right. It is. I I do have one thing. I have one more comment. Uh, somebody that wrote uh, on one of my posts. He said, um, "Just I want to add this in as we're." At, he said, "I think collectors are burned out by how much stuff is out there. Uh, it used to be really hard to find Gosh, Star Wars I memorabilia. There is." Now you have four or five different toy lines for pretty much the same ship or action figure. You know, he goes for, he said that goes for the 3.75 and the six inch Funko pop, mighty mugs, micro micro machine scale, action fleet scale. Then he said 32 millimeter scale and six millimeter scale. This is in the micro galaxy squadron group. Uh, he said he stopped collecting a lot because he, he already had it in whatever size I want. So I really didn't feel the need to drive up price to drive, feel the drive to buy new products. So that's another issue too. Yeah, it's oversaturation. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's there's there's I I think it, there's some brand damage, Star Wars action figure brand damage. No, mm -hmm. 
Jordan. I, Definitely. I guess the way I look at it is there's something for everybody, right? I'm not a Funko Pop collector, but there are people that just have nothing but Funko Pops. So of course you're going to make all of those characters and Funko Pops for those Funko Pop collectors that just so happen to love Star Wars. Right. Um, whereas the Funko Pop collector might not like Vintage Collection or Micro Galaxy or Black Series. There's I so I, I don't I'm not going to disagree with that, that there's oversaturation. I think there there's a lot of crazy things that they'll slap a Star Wars sticker on. I think case in point, what was it like whenever Force Awakens came out and they were selling BB-8 tangerines or something like that i'm like all right now we're now we're scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah but i I think as far as toys and collectibles goes i i don't see it so much as oversaturation i just think i see it as there's something for everybody yeah but when you talk about like if i were to go up to a star wars collector and say what are your thoughts on modern collecting and they say it's too expensive that's brand damage oh yeah i think yeah I, i think so and but i i think that that's like if we are we talking about star wars as a whole or are we talking about star wars specifically from hasbro because i think those from are hasbro. two different so if we're talking about star wars from hasbro i i have my gripes with hasbro not because of windowless packaging i actually i'm an opener so i don't i understand everybody's frustration with it especially if you uh even if you are an opener there's that potential that somebody could swap a figure in there which i've seen happen it's it's few and far between but it does happen mm-hmm. um i i'm more i i get more upset at some of the stuff that happens at the the top tier corporate level where mm-hmm. you know whenever whenever announcements are made from the company saying we are we are on we are set to uh, we we've made record profits and we're set to increase profits by 50% in the yeah. next year. Whenever, whenever they're not using the extra added cost of plastic. Right. So at some point, I, I don't think the, the, the price increase is because of an increase in supplies to make the figure. I think it's, I, I do think at some point it's, it is corporate greed. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, I don't, I, it's, it bothers me that people aren't more outspoken about that portion than they are about windowless packaging. It's starting to come to the forefront. I read a couple articles this past week about, um, there was something on, well, Jedi Temple Archives seems to uh, uh, counterpoint everything Hasbro does. Um, but regarding what you're talking about, you know, Hasbro, the CEO was talking about record profits by 2025 and people on wall street were kind of like raising their eyebrows thinking that's not really possible. You're really pushing it there. And the way to get there is to increase costs and assuming that nothing's going to change. Like, okay, you want $50 for a figure? Here you go, Hasbro. And not really thinking, is that really what the audience is going to do? Are they going to continue? You know, I feel like at this point, the collecting community for modern collectors of star Wars is stressed. And it's probably going to break soon. And you, I just mentioned Gordy, who's just one. That's not mm-hmm. reflective of everyone. Mm-hmm. Decided to step back because it's, you know, too many Boba Fett's. And I'm saying that because they repack that. And he said too right. many repacks, too many repaints, carbonized stuff. Right. When it, when in doubt, release a Boba Fett. Right. Exactly. It's, I I. But if we're if we're talking specifically 
Star Wars and Hasbro. My my frustration goes lateral with the the other uh, equivalent lines, right? Like so so Marvel Legends that price increase went up to 24.99 as well for a 6 inch a basic 6 inch figure. Um Transformers the Generations line, the basic deluxe figure went up to 24.99. So it's it's not something that's Star Wars specific, it's something that's very Hasbro specific. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess with with certain lines I can see it. Like Transformers a lot of you know engineering goes into that because you have to make a toy turn into another toy yeah. or something like that um so i i can understand where the the cost for those things might be a little bit higher but for something like gi joe or uh or marvel legends and star wars i just 20 to me 24.99 is probably that last that last price point before if another standard price hike goes up and everything's $27.99 or $28.99 for a basic figure, then I might, I might have to call it a day on that. The only reason I, and I remember, you know, we didn't talk about this on, on the podcast, but I had mentioned to both of you like a couple months ago that I, I was actually even contemplating not buying these 40th anniversary return of the Jedi figures because the price was just getting, so crazy and then they had already announced a pre-order of not one but two waves at 24.99 a piece and i hadn't even spent one penny yet and i was exhausted trying to collect these these figures already yeah. because i was already in for 250 dollars minus the 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 boba fett and the and the admiral akbar for two waves and i hadn't I hadn't spent a dollar on them yet. So in I don't know, it's 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 hard it's hard to explain especially since we the the stuff that does seem to come out or trickle out isn't a legitimate new wave of something. It's it's the credit collection or a carbonized this or a carbonized that or right. You know, I that's I think where my my frustration is I, I i do wish there was slightly more consistency um also i i feel like if the quality of the figure was keeping up with the price hike right oh we're we're gonna have to charge 24.99 for this figure but look at this better quality figure that you get for for 24.99 i don't understand in a, in a in a world where a lot of people wear robes, why soft goods isn't incorporated more into the Star Wars stuff? Like the Asaz Ventures has it, and it's fantastic. The the Gamorrean Guard has it, and that's probably one of the best Black Series figures yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the Jedi's have it, but then you get some of the Jedi's that have like that weird plastic robe, and it just mm-hmm. it just seems that we we can be incorporating. Uh, something that looks better and and probably costs less now i say probably because i i full fully full admit that i have full disclosure i have no idea what the cost of these things are so um everything is just speculation and i don't want to be one of those people that are complaining because I, I will let you know that i don't know something 
up yeah. front before I, you know, I, I don't want to make assumptions on things like that. Right. Well, let me ask you this, Jordan, because uh, this is something I brought up last week. Um, what if they just said, you know, F it, we're going Mythic Legions. How much is a Mythic Legions retail? Um, <clears throat> it depends on which one you get. If you get a basic figure, they're like 35 or $37, but that's uh -huh. from from Four Horsemen. Well, that's what I'm and, asking. Right. Okay. From Four Horsemen and Preferred Retailers, Mythic Legions run 35 to 37 but if you get like a deluxe figure, they can be... They can be upwards of 50 to 60, mm -hmm. but you get a hunk of a figure for that amount of money. Right. What if what if Hasbro did that with the Star Wars line? If they I said, would, you know what, F it, we're going to just blow that $24.99 price thing out and we're going to produce a $60 figure, but it's going to be worth $60. I think that that would probably, uh, that would, I, I would like to see that. Like, I would like to see a Four Horsemen quality Star Wars figure. And, you know, I, I think, I probably asked you guys about this on one of the previous, maybe the episode when we were driving home from Joe Fest, was just like the idea of premium, you know, the premium figures like the Figuarts and the Mafex and the Mezcos that, you know, run upwards of 75 plus. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. Um, I think, I think Mythic Legions is a solid middle ground between what you can find on a peg versus ordering these specialized figures or these these figures from like the higher end toy companies um i would like to see star wars do that but i mean if you if you hold a mythic legion in your hand and a, a black series figure in your other hand you will definitely feel like the the weight different be between how much plastic is used for each one but the you know the ones that or the mythic legions that do use all that plastic like those are those are sturdy figures and i would like to see something like that happen with star wars will it come from hasbro probably not no it's like um, a hot toys yeah like oh geez i don't have that kind i of don't cash. even yeah know, hot but... toys yeah but i i see it's gonna be like a fig arts or a, a four horseman type figure it's not gonna be hot toys hot toys are just another freaking level of i don't Sorry, I have Hot Toys. I have a couple, and I look at a $200 figure, Hot Toy figure, and I don't know how people pay for them. Mm. There's payment plans. Like, if you order one from the website, mm -hmm. they'll, oh. they'll like, they'll, do you want to do $50 a month, $100 a month? And then they'll, once you pay it off, they'll send you that figure. Well, I'm yeah, not so saying about paying for them. I'm just like, how could you pay $200 for this figure? Because to me, I've got a Captain Phasma that it's a $200 figure, and I don't consider that a $200 figure. Mm. But they don't no, release them like Hasbro does. Here's no. six new figures. It's like, here's our Ben Kenobi. Right. Here's our Luke Skywalker. And that's separated by, you know, a month or two. It's not all at once. Here's a bunch of money <clears throat> or figures. Right. I like to kill conversations. No, no, no. no. I just. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm sorry. It just, I don't, I, I enjoy this stuff. That sideshow and whatever, what's their other company that they they're hot toys, hot toys. That that's cool stuff, but it's got to be a hell of a figure for me to spend two hundred dollars on it. Yeah, I would rather see a because that and that's also a Barbie doll size. That's a twelve inch figure size. I'd mm -hmm. rather see them do that in a six inch Black Series style or what is myth is Mythic Legion six inch or eight inch. Uh, Mythic Legions, they're they're between six and seven inches depending on the figure that you okay. get. Yeah, I I have a hesitation 
with spending in anything over a hundred dollars on an action figure. So, uh, kind of topic adjacent. Um, I bought my first Mezco figure at the in the middle of last year. It was a, it was a three pack of six inch figures, and it was three hundred dollars, and which was a lot to me because I'm used to spending twenty twenty five for just a figure, but. It was a set of three figures and it was packed out with tons of accessories, tons of soft goods. And I do think that it gets to a point where I'm, I'm scared to handle the figure because it costs so much money that I don't want, like that's, that's whenever I get out of toy territory and I get into collectible territory right. and I don't want to not have fun with the stuff I pay money for i don't want it I, yes they sit on a shelf and yes they collect us but i don't want that to be its only purpose mm -hmm. um you know there there were so many tiny accessories that if if i dropped it and it would just get lost in the carpet and like oh well that's it that's i'm not getting that accessory back um but also just one of the things where it's like it, you know i do think that toys can be too expensive where i'm afraid to mess with them because i don't want to break something or tear something and then there goes three hundred dollars down the drain right i, so I pulled I, up mezco right now and that's some insane figures yeah they, they look fantastic and the quality is good but man i'm just it there's for something that was going to sit in my closet till i had an appropriate display case it wasn't worth the three hundred dollars so after i had it for a month i had my fun with it and i was like okay i'm gonna sell it so i sold it and i got my money back i broke even but I would hate for something like that to happen to Star Wars. Um, because again, like I think as far as modern collecting goes, that would specifically take the fun out of it for me. Um, what's fun is that I get to play with these things. And yes, $25 for what I get is way too much money. Uh, you know, I think we still need to be back around that $20 uh, price point. But if, if we're raising the, again, I, I said this earlier, if we're raising that price and we're not, for some reason, we still don't have double elbow uh, articulation. For some reason, we don't have uh, double knee articulation on a lot of figures. I just, I don't see why I'm paying 25 to specifically for a black series that's lacking in stuff that all of the other, um, all of the other uh, lateral Hasbro lines have. Are you right. talking black series or vintage collection when you say those double black black series i'm okay. sorry so i i think that star wars is very uh stores is is kind of um unique in that we we do have that three and three quarter line mm -hmm. uh they're kind of doing it with marvel right now with the the five the point of art yeah with the retro five part of articulation but like transformers doesn't have that gi joe doesn't have that um some of the other hasbro um you know, line mates don't, don't have that. But um, if we're talking like the six inch fit scale figures across the, uh, the lateral Hasbro board, I just, it just seems like star Wars quality wise is, is at the bottom of that list to me. Yeah. And, and that, that cost keep, keeps going up. Yeah. To get to a $20 figure at this point, you're going to have to lose even more quality, which people were complaining about last week. Quality was a big issue. I just see the day. I think if nothing changes, this is going to be the beginning of the end when we look back. I hate to be a pessimist, but Hasbro's going to come back and say, well, no one supported the line, so we just decided to cancel it. They're going to throw it on us, and they're not going to say, 
it's just too expensive. People aren't buying it anymore. I think there, I think there will be people that will buy it. I think there are people that will be begrudgingly buying it. Uh, I don't think, I think eventually if they kind of do this, then yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. Again, I just, I, I look at, my, my only evidence of comparison is what all the other brands in Hasbro are doing. And just for some reason, I, I think, I think the, the Star Wars crew who's handling all the Lucasfilm stuff because the, they're designing all the Indiana Jones figures, which I'm super excited for, but bummed that it's the same crew designing. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, and they're just taking that same template. They're copying and pasting it for the Indiana Jones. Like I just, I, I see what could be when I look at GI Joe. Cause I think the GI Joe line, as far as articulation and accessories and uh, again, in house they've they're, they're killing it. And I don't understand like why notes can't be shared across the board on how to enhance that kind of figure. It's, I think like we were talking last week, it comes down to the budget for the figures. You know, they don't have the capability to be innovative or do something new or listen to someone else because, or, or try to apply a practice at another line because it comes down to their budget. They don't have the money to do that kind of stuff because it's so tight and they're trying to push profits. And I don't, I don't disagree that each crew has their own budget. Again, I'm, I'm, completely speculation no 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 clue how it actually works behind closed doors um I, I have no doubt that each crew has their own budget but i also feel that if if they're similar then i don't see why the same the same stuff that's standard on all of these other figure lines like outside of hasbro even like look at the mattel action figures or or um, like the wrestling figures, or the He-Man figures, or or um, you know the AEW figures. Like all of these figures just have this kind of standard articulation. Now, the quality of that articulation is varies from company to company. But why why is it standard everywhere else? And Star Wars is is it purely an aesthetic thing? Maybe does it not does it not like to or does it just look better one way or I, I don't know i don't have that answer but it just seems that because of some lack of articulation to me star wars black series is being left behind yeah yeah well i i, I agree with the articulate the articulation doesn't bother me what bothers me is the lack of uh you know extra heads extra hands mm -hmm. extra accessories um because there was a, a wrestling figure there was an ultimate warrior wrestler figure it yep. had a set extra set of hands and an extra head and it was 25 dollars. Mm -hmm. and then it was marked down to like 11 dollars, and i came like inches of buying it because i really like the ultimate warrior but i don't want to open that door it's like right. i'm not going to buy it just to buy it right 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 so i mean yeah i definitely it just yeah I agree. It something needs to happen with Star Wars, and it it's either are they is it because they're paying the twenty percent or whatever a percentage to Lucasfilm and they can't do it? Uh, you know what 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 is it? I think Star Wars or Lucasfilm, Disney, whatever needs to get out of their own way, you know, and mm -hmm. stop demanding all this money. I mean, yes, Star Wars is a money making machine, but they're killing themselves trying to make the money. Like you said, it's corporate greed, right? And and I'm. I'm probably going to say something that, that that's going to be not popular. And again, I don't know if this is true or not, but I don't think 
the license for for Lucasfilm is as much as everybody thinks it is because I I feel like if it was that much more we would actually see that in the price because that's something that Hasbro would more than likely again speculation pass on to the consumer you know there's always to pass that along and that's budget constraints and that's why you see something happen in Marvel that you don't see in Star Wars because they don't have the budget 20% of and I think it's 20%, 20-18% of that cost goes straight to Lucasfilm. But I would I would assume that the same the same percentage would have to go to Marvel. Because Marvel is is rich. I mean Marvel's lasted longer and has more characters. Like I I feel like the, those licenses would would have to be similar especially coming from a parent company like Disney. It it depends on when the Marvel license was sold because for the longest time Marvel was making horrible decisions. I mean, Sony has this this the Spider-Man line, or the Spider-Man movie rights in mm-hmm. perpetuity because Marvel needed money and, right. and you can just go back through their history and so if they took over from Toy Biz and they acquired that line and all the contracts that came along with it, there's a good chance that they got a deal on Marvel. I don't know. I mean, that. There's there's also again, that could very well be the case, and I, I don't know. You know, I don't I've, know. Never, I've never read those contracts, so I'm not. I'm not too entirely sure. But I, I, I think though that, you know, if 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 Lucasfilm was like, no, you're we're Lucasfilm, you're going to pay a premium for us, then then those deluxe figures would be closer to forty dollars, not thirty three dollars. They would, you know, I've I've seen Marvel figures go for the deluxe Marvel figures go for. 35 50 dollar like i've got some like right on the shelf over here that i've paid 50 dollars for at retail there was a new york target that was selling the the deluxe return of the jedi 40th anniversary boba fett for 40 bucks so i i think that if if it's the same video that i watched i think that it was hung on the wrong peg like i have a feeling because i i did see a toy hunt video from somebody up north and they're like 39 dollars but no, this is forty one or something like that. It was in forty four or something like that. So, but but it said for that specific figure was that specific price. I believe so. Yeah, because I, have to go I, back. I can double check that. Because the what I can't remember what video I had watched where uh, maybe I can't remember, but it was somebody had found that that fortieth anniversary Boba Fett and it was on hanging on a peg that said thirty nine. And the, they just glossed over. They just saw the price. They didn't see the description of what figure was supposed to be there. And I just have a feeling with I, how many times have Target employees put things on a wrong peg? All the time. Right. So I just I just feel like that was probably somebody who was trying to quickly film a video, passed by and went, that's a lot of money. And then, you know, at the next stop, they're like, oh, it's only $33 here. Like, I just I feel that for something like that, that was probably just a mistake and mistakenly put on the wrong peg because... If if it's thirty three ninety nine at one target, like that's the company price for that. Like I I just don't see why another target would be like, nah, this one specifically, it's going to be forty dollars. That just yeah, seems Star weird Wars, to me. Star Wars Boba Fett figure forty one forty nine. Wow. And they and they scanned it and it rang up that way. I don't understand why the price tag would be different. That's it, it, weird. That's I, weird. I'm, I'm with you, Jordan. I would assume that it's a mistake, but yeah, I would have taken the time to scan it. Or I know Target's good about once you, you know, hey, this price is wrong, they'll they'll make it right. 
Yeah, there's probably a lot of people driving in their cars yelling at me right now, so which is fair because again, <laughs> we're I, used to it, man. I don't I, again <laughs> want to reiterate. I have no knowledge of what goes on behind those closed doors. Uh, I, I have a degree in history, not business. So. <laughs> and what does history say about companies that increase prices all the time? To <laughs> it, it says says that the market's going to crash. Is what it says. Well, <laughs> you better be careful, Hasbro. And, and uh, yeah. people people might be uh, depressed if that happens. <laughs> yeah, Yo. no, I I definitely feel Hasbro. There, you know, there's we're getting to a crossroads with them, and uh, you know, with especially with this topic being as hot as it is, uh, it, it's getting there's a crossroads coming, and mm-hmm. they're either going to lose the line, and somebody else will pick it up, or we're just not going to have Star Wars figures uh and i just i foresee that you know in in a year this will be a totally different conversation like i miss my star wars figures i think hasbro would let someone else get the line yeah yeah i think hasbro's got their because they lost it once right and like right right at the yeah and like uh and i don't think that they're gonna they're gonna let that happen again right and that's why we're in the situation we're in because at that point Lucasfilm was able to renegotiate with them and stick the screws to them. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something and I can't remember what it was. Um, no, I can't remember. No, no, sorry. Fine. What are you excited about for Toylana? Uh, I'm just kind of excited to be there and see everybody, to be honest with you. Like, I, I always give myself X amount of money to spend and then I always end up spending less than that, if anything. Mm. But I, I, the, the shows for me are more about the experience. Like when Glenn and I, we went, we went up to that retro toy con right before Thanksgiving. I spent 30 bucks. I almost spent 130 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Those damn turtles. (laughs) Those damn Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Um, But uh, I, it's about going and having the experience like the, the, what I take away from those things aren't the tangible items that I walk away with. It's, it's the memories that I hung out with Glenn or I hung out with Jason and this, somebody said this funny joke and I, I don't know, just that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say on a, I guess a more greedy personal level is because I've been doing the toy hunt channel Jordan Gasly on YouTube. Please look it up and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry. We'll bleep it. Uh, <laughs> um, I was I was somehow able to get a press pass for Toylanta this year. So I'm able to get into the, the preview night and the lobby swap, which is something I haven't done previously. I would always just get a, a traditional weekend pass. So I'm, I'm very curious to see some stuff and hang out and, check out the those two uh parts of the convention that i just previously haven't seen before yeah Yeah. well i mean if getting into a show a day early it spoils you Mm -hmm. it'll spoil you for the for everything um but yeah toyland is fun i'm i'm really curious with the four horsemen being there if they're gonna allow people to like buy stuff early on that preview night because i didn't you say that both of y'all said that they always do uh special figures and stuff exclusives 
exclusives. They they'll do exclusives for specific conventions. I'm not sure if they'll have a Toylanta exclusive. I don't even think Toyland or uh, Toylanta or Four Horsemen know how in what capacity they'll be there, but I do know that it was announced that they'll be there. And I can tell you right now that they will have a consistent line for yeah. their So it, here's the thing with Mythic Legions. If you buy it from them or um or an official retailer, you get it at the Mythic Legions cost. You get it for the $35, $37, or the $50, or the whatever whatever that figure costs. Mm. If you buy it on the aftermarket from a from an unlicensed retailer, that is almost always doubled in price. Wow. It so a $30 figure more than likely becomes like a $60 figure or a $70, $70 figure. Yeah. And it's that's the one thing that kind of skirted me away from mythic legions at first but then i i've kind of figured out that trick where it's like oh if you get them directly from them it's a little bit cheaper and that's that's kind of how i've been playing the mythic legions game and if you're lucky you'll have other collectors that will sell you stuff at that cost too so um but i i can tell you toy land wise there will more than likely be a consistent line for for all of their for their their table well that's good to know mm-hmm. i do hope they bring uh, an exclusive that would be pretty fun i know there's come there there has been an exclusive like toy lana does a toy lana exclusive 12 inch joe so mm-hmm. maybe they'll they'll think about it mm-hmm. i was looking at their website uh for the diorama because i've got that cantina so i thought maybe i can you know put do that it. up but but everything was still from last year's toy lanta same thing with the film festival because I have that you know Boba Fett versus the Mandalorian film that mm-hmm. western that's like two minutes long. I thought you know it might be fun to throw that up in there, dude. Email them, but that's still up out of date. So I was like, come on, guys, update you, this stuff. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's the thing about Toyland. As much fun as it is, they they definitely their media presence uh, seems to be lacking a lot. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm still but, looking forward to it. It's it's one of the better shows in Atlanta. Uh, I'm looking forward to the new venue. I wonder yeah. how it's going to differ from from the one that was in Marietta because this one's going to be in Sandy Springs. Mm-hmm. Well, Technically closer to Atlanta, so I guess we're getting closer to the Toy Atlanta name. Well, it's not really Sandy Springs. It's more Norcross. Okay, it's 285. It's like right 285 and Peachtree Industrial in that area. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the new venue. I didn't like the old venue. It was too spread out. I missed the original venue, but it was overcrowded. Uh, they had they had uh, overgrown that venue, outgrown that venue. And then I'm curious with uh, Jolana splitting off how many vendor, you know, that should bring a new uh, uh, aesthetic to the show, a new dynamic to the show, because mm-hmm. there shouldn't be that many Joe vendors there. I think we'll see a little bit of crossover. There, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw a few of the same vendors at Toylanta, Joe Fest, and Joe Lanta. Yeah. Well, then I was also talking to another vendor, and he's like, I went to Joe Fest and brought, I mean, Joe Lanta, and brought my normal setup and sold more sci-fi stuff than I did Joe stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'd have brought all Joe stuff, I'd have made no money. <laughs> so it's, I don't, Yeah. It, it's been an interesting couple of years for those guys, and I, and I hope they can uh, figure it out. Georgia Alliance will have a booth. 
yes, we will have a uh, booth. We're still trying to figure out what kind of raffle we're going to do. Uh, but we either, well, you, you know, there was a few ideas we got going on. So there's going to be at least a giveaway at our, what booth. are, what are the chances that we can get Jason to wear his elf costume to Toylanta? Zero point zero. What if, what if that was the raffle? <laughs> what a date with me in the elf costume? Yes. Jason would never do that. Shannon would find it hilarious. Shannon would find, would find it hilarious. It hilarious. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with Star Wars. You wouldn't find me caught behind a Star Wars booth in an elf costume. Carry around a lightsaber. Boom. <laughs> Star Wars. Boom. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. That's you like lightsabers. They're your favorite. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, it no, it's never mind. It, it, no, it's funny because Jason's always. I'll I'll tell a little raise the curtain and I can edit it if you want me to, be Jason. But Jason's <laughs> nah. always like, I won't do that. And Shannon's like, Do it, Jason, do it. <laughs> edit that out. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> yeah, she's the uh, devil on my shoulder. Yeah. And then you got me and my wife doing the other thing, poking down that same shoulder. Come on, Jason, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Positive forces here, guys. Positive yes. forces. I don't know, anything else? Anything else to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. Well, you guys have fun. Safe travels. Yeah, man. We did get another comment uh, from Lewis last week. Uh, great show as usual. I agree with Jason. We want Star Wars back in the theaters. Love the big screen. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, more Star Wars in the theaters. Thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out and points people to our show. You can follow us on social media. Our, uh, our, what are we? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Our email is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. You can find them at Rock the Force podcast. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Hasbro re-release VC66 hashtag vote with your wallet. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. And, and of course, just as it always goes, we, we were having a, a little chat chat after the meeting, and then Jason brought up a great point. So, Jason, go for it. Yeah, I was just saying that the Black Series, they kind of got far away from the original tent, intent of that whole line. They pitched it back in the 2012-2013 era as the the definitive version of the figure and that's why you got darth maul with an extra head i think the cloak came off you had extra pieces you had r2d2 with all his different appendages han solo had different gloves different um uh, belts and and all these different pieces that you can make so this is the 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 definitive version of the figure you can swap things out you could change it but then as time went on and they realized this is a way to milk money from the collectors they got away from that whole spirit so that was just frustrating as a collector to see the the line diminish like that to the point where it is today where it's just like let's repack this let's repaint that let's repack this carbonize this they're not definitive versions of the figures anymore right and i struggle with the archive because the whole intent with that was to re-release things re-release the archive uh re-release a figure that was already previously release but at a lower cost so like clone commander cody was selling for 200 bucks let's re-release this in archive but now they've kind of gotten away from that original packaging and so now there's like three different versions and i feel like the only reason to 
have the archive is just to force collectors to buy it in this. And then later we'll release, you know, the Emperor Palpatine is currently available. And then we'll throw it in a galaxy box, which is what they're, I'm calling the current line, the package, mm-hmm. the windowless thing. And forcing collectors to buy from here, from there, from there. And and it's just greedy. And you just feel the greed coming from Hasbro. So can I, can I ask you uh, a question about that? Sure. Do you think that they do that? Because there are Star Wars collectors, some uh, within the, uh, the, the collector group, uh, our collector group, that will go and get those different card backs. Do you think that maybe that's kind of the intent as well? Like, not necessarily, like maybe perhaps on one level, they're like, yes, let's let's bleed the consumer of $25 here, $25 here, $25 here. But do you also think that maybe there's a portion of, of Hasbro's thinking where it's like, well, Star Wars collectors already collect the same figure with different card backs or in different boxes. So let's let's continue that tradition with, with the new modern stuff. Do you think that that kind of goes into it as well? Yeah. With the intent to make money, <laughs> like it's all right. back to the corporate greed. Yeah, no, I'm, I, again, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, but I, I, something that I've noticed specifically with star Wars is that, you know, but this was also whenever a lot of these pricing guides started to come out in the mid nineties, where it was like this Yoda with this card, this Yoda with that card, this Yoda with this card. So it's, that's it's more than likely something that they're like you know we can definitely get away with doing this and that's 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 a bummer but there's also going to be that that one star wars consumer out there that is got to be that that completist right i'm not saying like within the group but just you know i'm the greater whole of the the collecting community worldwide there's there's going to be those collectors that i I am 100 a star wars completist i have no issue spending this money on this so i can have that complete collection so, and that's the person that they're more than likely trying to get. And, and I, like we were saying before, I, I'm not an insider. I don't have facts and figures, but I would assume if that were to continue, the pool of collectors are going to, is going to dry up that mm-hmm. if you just make a, a Leia figure to put a new back card back on it, at some point, someone's just going to say, no, that's not for me. I've, I've got 12 of these figures. I don't need a 13th or 14th or whatever. I, I just had a weird thought. And maybe maybe this is completely unrelated. Um, what about peg space on the aisle? You know, back when back when the vintage figures were were first hitting the shelves, we had entire aisles dedicated. There was an entire GI Joe aisle, an entire Star Wars aisle, right? You know, but, but also granted, the market was a lot smaller. There was there were very few things that were super popular that that were were just that filled the aisle. But now. Because a lot of these giant toy retailers are no longer uh, in existence anymore, like the Toys R Us's, the KB Toys, the Circus Worlds, the Lionel Toys. And, and now our in-store toy experience is pretty much reserved to uh, Targets, Walmarts, um, and maybe, you know, a couple of one or two off stores. Not not talking about like specialty collector stores that, that supply these things brand new. So, so the things like that off the table, like big box retailers, mm-hmm. you only have X amount of peg space because you are, you, you have that one aisle of action figures and you, and you know, so it, do you think that having things on the card or having um, multiple things on different cards allows Hasbro to one, have more peg space two 
make give the appearance of not not necessarily having it but give the appearance of variety within that limited peg space that they have so that way it looks like it's two toy lines when really we all know it's just black series right so but the optics of it like looks like it's in that galaxy box that you 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 just called it then you have your archive box and then you have your credit collection box so do you think that maybe the limited amount of peg space we have in the major big box retailers can also lend to the fact that Hasbro giving the optics of having multiple things when we, when really we know it's just kind of the same thing. Yeah. You have a couple things there in what you just said. So first with the archive, the only thing that I ever could come up with with the archive is that going back to like the He-Man masters of the universe, it got to the point where they were releasing so many figures, but they weren't releasing He-Man and Skeletor later on. Yeah. That was a big thing. So the archive collection, if you look at it, there's usually a Han, Luke, or a Leia, or someone important, a Stormtrooper, um, or Army Builder in mm-hmm. the, that line. And I think that's really what, in, you know, Emperor, Emperor, Emperor Palpatine, you're, you're getting the main core of Star Wars in the archive line so that there's always them on the shelf. So I think if I were to justify the archive wave at this point, it's just for that. So we can continue to throw Luke up there you know, we don't need to throw Lando up in the archive. I think that's pretty much proven at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you're overpacking the Landos or overestimating the popular, popularity of that character. I don't know why I'm stuttering all of a sudden. Um, but when you're talking about this, the size of the, the shelf space, uh, yeah, we only have one aisle now for boys' action figures. Oh, I should go gender in there. Just action figures in general. Um, but it's also like a Disney issue because if you remember... When Frozen 2 came out, it was around the same time as Rise of Skywalker. And Rise of Skywalker was kind of pushed to the side for Frozen 2. So when you walk into Target, it was all Frozen. It's like, where's the Star Wars? It was released the same day as Star Wars. But Disney's got to split that pie up evenly so that Frozen doesn't diminish Star Wars by having more Frozen stuff and then having that stuff go on clearance. But then there's less Star Wars stuff because all the Frozen stuff is eating up that, that section of the toy aisle. Same thing with Marvel. You know, you want to make sure you have equal Marvel footing as Star Wars because you don't want one to get bigger and eat the other size of the other one. So there's a balance act between, I think, Disney with Hasbro making sure that there's just the right amount because Hasbro's got, you know, the, the G.I. Joe section, the Transformer section, the Star Wars section, the Marvel section, and it's all got to be the same proportional size so that one doesn't get bigger and eat the space of the other one because let's say there's a popular Transformer but we've got more Star Wars, so and the Star Wars stuff is sitting there, but the Transformers is not. So there's probably some sort of formula that they figured out to try to balance all that out. Well, I also thought the way that their their thought with the archive line, and maybe I'll cover this when I stepped away, um, it was a way to fight to fight scammers, fight not scal- scalpers. So when you had a figure that was making that you were selling, like you said, two hundred dollars. Uh, that was the way to, for Hasbro to say, wait a minute, let's bring this down yeah. so that normal people, you know, you could still get it for $20. I, yeah. I'm actually, I agree with Jason because I, many, many episodes ago uh, on multiple episodes, uh, you had mentioned just how kind of pointless the archive wave is at the moment, especially if you're reissuing stuff in this new, the newer boxes, you know, with the those newer with like the really cool artwork on that diagonal edge like mm-hmm. that box which is now going to be the windowless box right um you know if you're gonna if you're gonna reissue that stuff anyways 
then why not just reissue that stuff in that box? Like what, what's the point of even having it? Unless it's just, again, to give the optics that this is something else that we, we can, we can, uh, we can offer and put on the peg. And it looks like we have two different things when in reality, we just have the one, but because I, I do think that everything should probably just go in those, those new boxes with the, with the, that diagonal cut and just not yeah. do the archive card. But like you're saying, if they do that, they lose a section of the shell space, which mm-hmm. could be taken over by. Well, they also have Dungeons and Dragons now. What is it? Tw- Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Maybe Masters of the Universe will creep into Star Wars land, mm-hmm. assuming they don't shut down in April. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they are. I'm just. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I know. But okay. Yeah, and then we can go down a whole another topic with Masters of the Universe because those sh- those figures look amazeballs. Those new figures for Masters, they're really good for twenty bucks. Those are some of the best figures on the market, I think. Right, I had to walk away very fast when I saw those because <laughs> they they're awesome looking. Yeah, I'm out of the Masters stuff. I <laughs> <laughs> sold all my vintage stuff. I'm all in with Star Wars, which is now right. diminishing. Right. Well, I mean, masters, those those figures are something you got to decide if you're going to do vo- vintage or you're going to do the new stuff, and the new stuff just looks amazing balls. But anyway, uh, enough about that. Okay, this All is right. the way. This is the way. Part two. <laughs> this is the way again.